Hello and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Monday, November 21st, 2022. I'm Mike Cachopoli. Okay, here we are. How was your weekend? Did you have a nice weekend? Um, well, this begins, I guess, really the holiday week, right? Thursday is the holiday. Uh, Thursday is Thanksgiving. And uh, there'll be no show on Thanksgiving. Just want to do some house cleaning. There'll be no show on Thanksgiving. By the way, the last weekday that I took off was Christmas, by the way. I've done a show every day, Monday through Friday, since last Christmas. have not taken any holidays off at all. On vacation, like I am right now here in Florida, I still do the show. But Thursday, Thanksgiving, I am going to take off. Okay, so Thursday, there won't be any show. Because you know, after you eat that turkey, you get so tired. What is that, tryptophan? You get so tired from the tryptophan that it's going to be hard. I'll be falling asleep while doing the show. It'll be difficult to do. Uh, also, some house cleaning. The rest of the week after tonight, we'll go back to our normal hours, our regular hours of 11 p.m. Pacific time, 2 a.m. Eastern as I head back to California, unfortunately, as back to prison from freedom, leaving freedom Heading back to prison. So tomorrow night, I'll be back on the regular hours. Um, oh, God, it's been raining all weekend here in, in Florida. It's been raining. It's like been it's supposed to be the dry season now starting, and it's been like 48 hours of rain. So it's been a, a crappy end to the holiday here, but what are you going to do? Um, at least it's been warm. That's a good thing. It's a warm rain. Like I say, in Arizona, it's a dry heat. We're here in Florida, so it's a warm rain. But I hope your weekend went well. A lot of stuff happened over the weekend, as usual. A lot of craziness. Um, I guess beginning with, uh, with beginning with Trump, because it's always about Trump, isn't it? Being back on Twitter. This really made people go insane. Once again, Trump derangement syndrome of the left kind and the right kind. And people on the left went nuts. Because they just can't. It's like the world is ending, bringing Trump back on Twitter, right? The end, it's the end of the world. End of the world. Stop everything. Forget it. Armageddon. Because Elon Musk reinstated Trump's uh, Trump's platform, Trump's account. All he did was reinstate it. Now, I remember a few months ago when Elon Musk was going to take over Twitter, the first time before the Michigas in between, Donald Trump said, even if he's allowed back on, he's not coming back on. So I knew Donald Trump wasn't going to come back on. So I was wondering what all the craziness was about. Why did anyone care that Elon Musk was going to reinstate Trump? Because I knew Trump wouldn't use the account anyway. He's got Truth Social. He's put a lot of money into that. He's not going to go on. His, Twitter is now his, you know, his competition. So Trump's not going to go on his competition. So I, I knew that. And, and Trump said again, he's not coming back on. So all this was, it really shows how little it takes to make people go crazy. Just simply reinstating the account, putting the account back up, you know, made people go insane. Now, I believe something happened where like the, the, all the followers were gone and he had to start from like a few hundred thousand, a couple, like maybe 20,000 followers. And now he's got like 85 million in like 24 hours. He went from like, 20,000 to 80 million. So people will follow him and they want him back on. Enough people want him back on. He's got 80 million plus followers. 
That's like crazy. So enough people are there who want to follow him and uh, want to follow his tweets. But this whole idea of going insane over this really shows, it really shows uh, how I'd say divisive he is, but I don't think this is even his fault. I mean, he never should have been taken off Twitter to begin with. You don't take the president of the United States off Twitter. When there are so many people out there like Tony Fauci, well, he's not, he's not on Twitter, but God forbid he should be on Twitter, right? And actually interact with people, have to answer real questions. But there are plenty of people on the left who, who've been spreading COVID misinformation for three years now, almost three years, and they're allowed on Twitter. Their accounts were never deactivated. You know, so there are plenty of people on Twitter who, 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 uh, spread false information who were allowed back on Twitter, who were allowed to be on Twitter, who were never canceled, who were never deleted. So obviously it's, it's just intense, uh, bullshit that Trump was taken off Twitter. And now, especially when the guy is now officially a presidential candidate again, you can't have a situation where you allow only certain candidates access to social media and Twitter and others don't have that access. This is not, that's not what you call a fair playing field. You can't allow this free, free advertisements from some candidates and not others. That would be basically doing what the left says Russia did, which they never did, which is interference and shaping an election. You can't allow that. You need some kind of a fair game and a fair playing field. So I see no problem with having Donald Trump back on Twitter. No problem at all. But it, it is insane how everyone went just crazy over this. Everyone went crazy over nothing since the guy's not going to come back on Twitter anyway. I mean, first of all, Trump's reason for being on Twitter was simply a way to reach people, not just reach people, but then he would tweet something and the media, media would put it up. Now, you know, during this campaign, once it gets going, it'll be a while. But once it gets going next year, if Trump tweets something on, tw- uh, on Truth Social, the media is going to pick it up. They follow it. So it doesn't matter what platform he's on, Facebook, Twitter, Truth Social Getter, his tweets are going to be picked up and put out in the media anyway. Okay? So it doesn't matter what platform he's on. Um, but once again, it's just, what really bothers me is the hypocrisy from the left. The hypocrisy from the left where they say, well, you know, take this guy off. Take this guy off. He spreads misinformation. When Trump really never really spread any disinformation. I mean, Trump would just say how he felt about things. You know, and God forbid he calls someone a loser or sad. And oh, my goodness. Oh, oh, my goodness. He's calling a politician with a bank account of a half billion dollars. sad. Oh, my. What a bully. What a bully. You know, it's all bullshit. But that's, you know, their game. That's their game. We don't care about policy. We don't care that people are in the dumps, that people can't afford gas, that people can't afford food. Under Joe Biden, oh, my God, under Donald Trump with those horrible tweets. And thank God those horrible tweets. My eyes don't have to burn from those horrible tweets anymore. My wealthy, elitist, privileged eyes don't have to burn from those horrible Trump tweets anymore. Oh, oh, no, these people are despicable. They really are. So, like I said, Trump is back on Twitter, but not really back on Twitter. Yeah, you know, uh... You know, that, that's basically, you know, back on Twitter. But I'll get to you, Brady. Just stay there. I'll get to you in a second. Um, but I, I wish he would tweet again. It was At least it's entertaining. At least it's entertaining. You know? That's, that's the difference. You know, the whole point, I think, of Twitter and social media should be like entertainment value. You know? 
and there is no real entertainment value anymore. It's getting a little bit better. It's a little bit more fun since Elon took over, just because Elon is so funny. You know, I love the way he, you know, responds to his uh, critics with humor, great humor, sharp humor. I think it, you know, it's much more fun now and entertaining and entertainment is important. And speaking of entertainment, speaking of entertainment, Greg Gutfeld uh, easily topped Colbert and beat Kimmel by an average of nearly 1 million viewers last week. So the ratings were Gutfeld 2.4 million viewers uh, Colbert, 2 million, and uh, Kimmel, 1.4, 6, 6 million. And in fourth place, I cannot believe this, but in fourth place, Jimmy Fallon, 1.45 million viewers. So Gutfeld continues to, to kill them all, really. And the thing he has going for him is that he's entertaining and he's funny. You see, that's the whole point of these late night shows. I want to be entertained and I want to laugh, Okay. And Jimmy Kimmel is not funny. Colbert is, is sanctimonious. He's the real Ronda sanctimonious, not, not, not DeSantis. And of course, Fallon is falling apart. Uh, even though I'd much rather, if I, if someone forced me to pick one of the two, I'd much rather watch Fallon than Colbert. So I don't get, well, yeah, Colbert though plays the, the liberal card. He plays the Democratic card. So he gets the MSNBC, CNN, combined MSNBC, CNN audience simply by kissing Democrats' ass. But it's not entertainment to me. It's not funny. His monologues aren't funny, okay? And if you watch Gutfeld, he's actually much more... Gutfeld is on the politics channel, and yet he's much more interested in just being funny, okay? And on the edge humorous than talking about politics, it's, it's amazing if you watch it. He tries to even stay away from actual just dry politics. He likes to be funny and entertaining, which is what these shows should be at 11 o'clock at night. Like this one. <laughs> no, but really, these late night talk shows. And of course, now that he's winning the ratings, he's kicking everyone's asses. Now they have all these quote unquote uh, critics saying, well, it's technically it's not a he does not have a talk show. It's not a it's not a talk show because it's not one man doing a tap dance for an hour. It's idiotic. But yes, he's winning easily. And that, that's shocking, really. Fox, Fox is beating the major networks, right? Fox is beating ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox. That's, that's, I never thought I'd even see such a thing, let alone by the numbers that, that Gutfeld is winning by. So congratulations to Greg Gutfeld and up your ass, Colbert, Kimmel, and Fallon. Well, the Fallon, really, I mean, Colbert and Kimmel are, are, blatantly political, right? They're blatantly leftist political. And Fallon's not. I mean, Jimmy's really not. He, he really tries to stay away from politics. He, 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 I think he despises politics. He doesn't like going there. And, um, but his act seems to be wearing thin for people anyway. That's interesting. Um, I'll get to you one second, Brady. One second. Um, CBS, just do a little roundup first of things that are going on. CBS has now discovered that Hunter Biden exists. It only took them six years, but they, they've, they've now, they admit he exists. CBS is now admitting they have discovered that Hunter Biden exists. And they're now saying, and it, they did an independent review. CBS did an independent review, like they do, like they do an independent review of anything else. What does CBS do an independent review of? They did an independent review 
if Hunter Biden's laptop leak included, it's real. Oh, thank you. Once again, the conspiracy theorists, the crazy conspiracy theorists, turn out to be the truth tellers, right? The crazy conspiracy theorists who have been saying all along about Hunter Biden's laptop that were called crazy conspiracy theorists who are making up shit. Now they, it turns out to be real, just like the COVID vaccine, just like the mandates, just like the, the masks, just like everything, just like lockdowns, everything. Okay. So they did their independent review and they've realized that it's real. And as Glenn Greenwald says, a vital reminder, the media outlets that always tell you they fight disinformation united right before the 2020 election to spread an absolute lie that the laptop was Russian disinformation. As Glenn says, he knew it was a lie right away and, and staked his career on it. They lied on purpose. Yes, they lied on purpose because they wanted Joe Biden to win. They lied on purpose because they didn't want anything to hurt Joe Biden. They wanted Donald Trump to lose, in other words. I don't know if they wanted Joe Biden to win, but they wanted Donald Trump to lose. And Joe Biden was the guy who was running against him. I think, I think, some people think I'm crazy, but even if Bernie Sanders were the guy who won the nomination, they would have, of course, they wouldn't let him win the nomination. Let's say something happened that he did. Let's say he he found out like the Arizona way of counting votes and he won. They would have even backed him against Donald Trump because they simply did not want Donald Trump to win, period. Donald Trump to win. So they call it Russian disinformation. Now, remember, these are the same people who called by uh, Trump's victory in 2016, Russia, 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 Russia. That's why he won because of Russian interference. So it was Russian interference, which was fake, that helped Trump win in 2016. And it was Russian disinformation, which is fake, which helped Biden win in 2020. So this whole idea of using Russia now to discredit anything. And they'll do it. They'll do it. To, they'll, 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 we just saw it again from sh- some schmuck, some absolute asshole on, uh, on CNN or MSNBC who is claiming that um, there's, there's, there's Russian interference in everything. Everything is Russian interference. Every, oh, oh, the Elon, the, the Elon Musk. Elon Musk put up a poll. I should have said this 20 minutes ago. Elon Musk put up a poll on Twitter asking whether Donald Trump's account should be brought back or not. So he's going to leave it up to the, 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 the voting public on Twitter. It got millions of votes and Trump won narrowly by like four points, like 52-48. Now, he was well ahead, by the way, at the beginning, and then it narrowed, okay? But he ended up winning by like two points, 52-48, four points. And this schmuck, this asshole, was saying that that's even Russia. Russia interfered. <laughs> Putin has nothing better to do than interfere in a Twitter poll to get Trump's account, because Trump's not going back on, just Trump's account back on Twitter. And the, and, and the people on, who watch MSNBC, the people who watch CNN, believe this crap. They believe this horse shit. Of course, when asked what the proof is, the evidence, they have none. Just like they had no evidence that vaccines were going to work. Just like they had no evidence that mass worked. Just like they had no evidence that lockdowns going to work. They have no evidence of anything. They just say it. And these morons fucking believe it, okay? All they got to do is say it, and morons believe it. Put a condom up your fucking nose, and you'll you'll be protected from COVID, uh, flu, and the other thing. The other thing that's in RSV, whatever it's called, that's affecting the kids. Just put a condom up your right nostril, not your left one, the right nostril, and you'll see fucking eight. You see, you'll see 150 million fucking assholes doing it the next day. But they know this. They know these assholes just believe whatever they see on the t- boob tube. 
They don't need inf- they don't need any kind of backing. They don't need any kind of evidence. They don't need it. They don't need to show any evidence. They just need to say it. They just need to say it on broadcast television, and these fucking idiots believe it. Half the country will believe it. So you can't lose. You got half the country. You can say the most ridiculous thing, and you got half the country, right? Vladimir Putin interfered in a Twitter poll to get Trump's account, sans Trump, back on. And these people are to be taken seriously about anything? Oh, here, my, yeah, it was Face the Nation. It was Face the Nation. And the guest was uh, Professor Galloway. Imagine how many shitty doctors and professors there are out there. I mean, I think we should just end college education totally. It's just a money-making scam. Claims Russian intelligence manipulated Elon Musk's poll to get Trump reinstated. If you're wondering what his evidence is, well, it's not that kind of show. I'm not even going to play this guy, this moron. And he looks like a total one of those leftist, eco, green, moron, granola, lefty, moron, uh, tofu-eating idiot. That's exactly what he looks like. That's his exact look. Of course, no offense to people out there who eat tofu. Of course. Of course. Even some of my listeners eat tofu. Fake meat. What do they call it? Fabulous? No, not fabulous burger. What do they call it? Wonder burger? Marvelous burger? What is that called, that fake meat? I keep on forgetting it. Something like that. Fabulous burger. Marvelous burger. Wonder burger. Something, something to that effect. Oh, impossible. Impossible burger. That's right. Impossible burger. Hey, Brady. Hey, Brady, how was your weekend? Pretty good. Got to... Say again? You, you, you coming you're in, cutting in live. That was awesome. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Jimmy Dore. <laughs> oh, Jimmy Dore live. Yeah. Saw Jimmy Dore live in Austin. Oh, excellent. Wow. <laughs> that was great. a good show, man. That's great. Yeah, I saw him live in San Francisco years ago, like five years ago. Yeah. It was a good show there then, too. Uh, I met Ali Alexander at the show. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's, that's cool. Was the, um, what's her name there? The, uh, what are they, what did she call herself? Steph. The liberal, the crazy liberal, the nutty liberal. What did she call herself? Oh, uh. Oh, the progressive, the aggressive progressive, the. The aggressive progressive, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Steph, right? Yeah. Stephanie. Yeah. Yep, she was there. She did good. Uh, Ali really ex- enjoyed the show. He had a good time. Enjoyed Jimmy's jokes. Was very impressed with the left that night. He said he was surprised. He said he thought he, thought he wasn't going to have a good time, but he had a good time. And it was a good night, man. We had a good conversation afterwards. We exchanged numbers. We're going to hang out, have some drinks at some point. You know, when I did when I went to his show, it was like incredible. I mean, the show was like he puts on a good show, it was like three hours or something. And then afterwards he you know, everyone went on stage and got selfies with him. And mm-hmm. he stood there till like one thirty in the morning. I mean, he was like exhausted, but he was like doing these selfies with everybody, you know, which I thought was very impressive. I yeah, he doesn't cool. do that anymore. <laughs> Maybe he's getting too old. It is very much like a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, next. Yeah, kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> it, might, it might have been a little tiring for him staying up till one thirty in the morning all the time. Yeah. Well, but uh, nonetheless, good time, good show, uh, inspiring. 
I want to like, do my own comedy shows, so yeah, I know I can do it. If I get big enough one day in the future, maybe two, three years in the future, I'll do something live, and you can come on. You can come up. You could be my sidekick. I'd kill it. You could be my Texas sidekick. <laughs> the liberal sidekick. Yeah, like fake Lucky Texas. Austin, Austin is really like fake Texas, isn't it? Mm, that's <laughs> true. It's not Austin true. is not that, that's totally true. Austin is nothing like the rest of Texas. <laughs> it's kind of fake. Texas. I mean, it looks like the rest of Texas. It'll look like Texas, but yeah, it's just not <laughs> nothing like it. <laughs> totally it's weird. different vibe. The state houses, the house is there, right? State house is yep. there. Yeah, capital. Like it's five one two, as George Bush always said, five one two. But um, it's. Um, he didn't. It's not Texas. It's it's so different. Maybe it used to be, but it's changed, right? It probably used to be more mm-hmm. like regular Texas, mm-hmm. but oh, you know, a long time ago. But I think it's really changed and become. I think once you got oh, that yeah. music thing going and the grunge music thing going and all that, I think that's probably when it started changing. Well, they have uh, college campuses there. Uh, yeah, so. the University of Austin, right? That's a big one there. So all the intelligent people moved to one place and started doing oh, cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The intelligent people. Yeah, 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 yeah. The ones who tell them each other they're intelligent. <laughs> Let me see your intelligence. Well, what's, your, what's your metric for intelligence? I mean, there's, there's a few different kinds of intelligence, but what's your metric for intelligence? I, I have a new metric, and it's really easy. Do you do you wear a mask or not? That's my. That's a good one. That's, that's my a good one. Metric. It is my new metric for intelligence. Do you wear? I, that, but I love it. I, you know, I hate masks, but I love masks <laughs> because now I can see who's a, who's a, who's a moron. I could you couldn't just tell by looking, really, for the most part before, but now yeah. I can just see right away who the assholes are, and I know to I avoid. Think if them. you're sick, if you're like sick and you're like coughing and sneezing, it would be good for you to wear a mask. But it, wait, outside of that context, coughing, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, coughing and sneezing into the mask. That's yeah, good. Like that. yeah, yeah, like yeah. a big, yeah. Anyway, to not prevent to approach, you know you pro- to prevent you from uh, infecting other people, of course, not to protect yourself. Yeah, of course, of course. I put a diaper on my face; it works. When I'm when I'm right. not I mean, anything. I used I've a always, Pikachu I've mask during the pandemic. I used a Pikachu mask. Exactly before the really freak people out. I used a diaper on my face when I had a cold. You know, not to. <laughs> Worked. It didn't catch on though. The diaper didn't catch on. I don't. I don't know why. <laughs> maxi said pad. Said something. I, I just beard. stuck a maxi pad to my beard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's almost like you're suffering from the Republican education policies. What does that mean? You have to. Oh have to well, you know, we're we're complaining about everyone being dumb and stupid. Well, I think if we were to take education a little more seriously, it wouldn't be so much of an issue. People might know how to take care of themselves. They might know how to feed themselves properly. They might know how to do a lot of things that are good for, I mean, we can lower the medical, look, look at the medical situation we're in right now, how much we're spending on healthcare, how sick everyone is. If people just knew more about human health and medicine in general, they wouldn't partake in some of the activities they partake in and they would at least be better at mitigating them. I agree, but you have the problem is you have doctors who are on television who don't know this stuff. They don't know. Just a, you're absolutely right about that. And um, yeah, uh, Western education has been totally corrupted by oligarchs and corporations. And as a matter of fact, if you go to school right now to learn how to raise cattle, they'll tell you to feed chicken shit to the cows. That's what they teach you 
in college when it comes to agriculture. So the whole thing's fucked up. Yeah. You, you could pay a lot of money. You could pay a lot of taxpayer money and still not get a good education. You know, so yeah, the whole thing needs to be reformed to the age of the internet and the cost needs to be driven down orders of magnitude. The cost of education is entirely inflated, just like the cost of insurance and healthcare. Yeah. And, and, you know, like I said, if you don't even have, you don't have doctors on television talking about things like taking vitamin C, taking vitamin D, keeping your weight down, eating healthy, you know, exercising, all that stuff, all that, all that stuff that can just, you're basically just eating healthy, exercising, taking your vitamins can really, really, really help the cause, but they don't make some room for, I'm going to make some room for Ginny, but you know, uh, a lot of the doctors don't even know what in acetylcysteine is. And it was uh, banned from over-the-counter status at the beginning of the pandemic. It's scientifically proven to fight COVID-19 in five different ways. And I just don't get sick anymore. You know what? Like, everyone's sick right now. You know how everyone's sick right now. Yeah. I caught whatever was going around. I'm a smoker. You know, I'm not the healthiest guy in the world. I stay up late running shows and playing music, you know, so I don't have the best circadian rhythm. I'm Mm -hmm. prone to getting sick by normal standards, but... I had the strep throat for about six hours and then it was fucking gone and it hasn't bothered me since. And I haven't gotten sick again since it happened at the very beginning of, you know, about a month ago and everyone around me has just been sick for months. Wait a minute. And, throat, did you take something or just go away? Yeah. I, I took NAC. I took NAC. I took elderberry syrup and I took vitamin C. That's all I did. Elderberry syrup. Yeah. Oh, elderberry syrup is fucking delicious, and it's it's like nature's dimetap. No kidding. Oh, oh, dude, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's great for your immune system. I mean, and I'm telling you, dude, it's like the stuff can't touch me. Like I, I'm completely unvaccinated. I haven't had a flu shot for as long as I can remember. Um, and. Uh, yeah, dude, I'm healthy as fuck. I'll let one of these sick people sneeze right in my face, and I guarantee you, there's not a damn thing's gonna happen. I'm, I'm gonna be fine. I'm gonna uh, have to get myself some elderberry syrup. That yeah, sounds good. Uh, I recommend that in the NAC, N-acetylcysteine, and elderberry syrup. Now, the, the elderberry syrup, do you just take it when you're sick, or do you take it all the time? I mean, I take it all the time because it's delicious. Right. <laughs> you can take all the time. Yeah. You just take it when you're sick. Yeah, interesting. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, that that's good advice. Like I said, these, but you know what? These things don't make billions for big pharma, Brady. Don't you see? You're right. As a matter of fact, you can grow them in your backyard. You can grow uh, elderberries yeah. in your backyard. And uh, NAC is found naturally in leafy greens like broccoli, asparagus, you grow spinach, cruciferous vegetables that are super easy to grow in your backyard. Grow it in your backyard? You must be some crazy conspiracy person, you know, making up this fake medicine. No, oh, no. yeah, you can even grow cannabis and poppies in your backyard. You can, you can grow opium and you can grow cannabis in your backyard, too. If it's not for Big Pharma and the FDA, it's not good. It's, it's, it's conspiracy theory. We not- can even be growing coca trees in our backyard for cocaine. Um, instead of doing cocaine, here's the thing. Instead of doing cocaine, we could just be having coca tea. You know, we could maybe have chewing a couple leaves in the morning before work. Yeah. Uh, take a little bit with us naturally. Um, use it more like a tea. Destigmatize it so people stop abusing it. Um, I guarantee you the only reason that cocaine is so popular is because it's illegal. 
Um, it, it's actually not that fun of a drug. Like there's really, it, it's, it's more of a status symbol kind of thing. Like, Oh, you got the Coke, you got the money. Okay, cool. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think it's actually that fun. I don't think that people who are doing Coke are actually having that much fun. <laughs> they, they, they often seem like they're strung out and, uh, and, and nervous and uh, yeah. I can't imagine that feeling. I know the feeling, uh, Jenny, I'll get to you in a second, but I, I can't, I can't imagine the feeling. I mean, even when I do too much, when I do too much um, caffeine, you know, I get heart yeah. racing. If I, if I do caffeine yeah. too late, I can't sleep. And I just no can't fun. Not fun. <laughs> Objectively not fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But a little bit of mushrooms, a little bit of cannabis, guaranteed to have a good time. I challenge you to not have a good time on a little bit of shrooms and cannabis. But what's up, Jenny? I'm going to pass the joint to Jenny. All right. Thanks, Brady. I appreciate the call. Thanks. Jenny, what's, what's going on, Jenny? Brady, you know that I am fueled by whole grains and beans. No cannabis in my house. Ah, <laughs> whole grains and beans. Okay. <laughs> this is becoming like a diet and health show now. We got elderberry juice, elderberry syrup, <laughs> whole grains and beans. Why not? Brady, Why? Encur Brady encouraged me to read one of his favorite books recently, and we still need to do a book club on it. I've been, I've been reading it. So, What's, what's the book? Oh God! Let me look at my Kindle. It's um, it's really good. I was surprised because it uh, it's making the case for uh, using. I don't even know how to pronounce the word. Okay, the immortality key: the secret history of the. Oh Lordy, the secret history of the religion with no name by Brian Murarisk. That's a and, long title. Um, yeah, it's all about um, Ahashnua. It's a, I, I'm not saying it right, but it's a drug that historically has been used to enhance your powers. Oh, okay. Spirituality. Right. Okay. So we were going to have a book club on Brady's book, and then he promised me he was going to read some of the, the Book of Mormon, which is my big religious book. And we were going to. I've uh, I've seen the musical. <laughs> that's, that's, that's about it. That's all I know about the Book of Mormon. Is I've seen the musical. That's very it. popular musical. Yes. Yes, very popular musical. Well, Mike, I was really calling in because I have just been thoroughly enjoying the Twitter meltdown. It's it's been so fun. Hasn't that been Watching. fun? Yeah, yeah, I just I'm I'm just over the over the hills happy because it. Uh, I've been banned. I've been shadow banned for years. And oh, I believe I'm still, it's still shadow banned. I'm trying to get Elon Musk's attention. And it's yeah. not easy to get his attention because there's a lot of people that tweeted him, you know. Well, but... they finally suspended my account late summer and uh, it's just been gone. And so I, Twitter is my favorite platform. And so I'm so hopeful I'll get it back and get it back 100% because it's hard to be shadow banned too. It's frustrating. Yeah, I mean that's almost more frustrating than just being totally banned, right? Because you're out, you think you're you think your tweets are getting out there, but they're not. Well, okay. I use Twitter to organize data and use it on my blog and my Substack. It's such a great way to share just links and pictures and videos. So right. I kept I kept using it for that for all these years, but you know, so frustrating to see the left blue checkmark crowd just saying whatever they want. And getting so much engagement, and I'm stuck in the corner. 
It has not been fun. But well, no, I've got the blue check mark because I paid eight bucks. So, <clears throat> did you already get it? Yeah, and that also. How about the how about the left's meltdown on that? Oh my God! Oh. Everyone can get a blue check mark for eight dollars. That's not fair. The wait, there's a, there's a level playing field. That's not fair. I mean, they went insane over that because they wanted their their blue check marks that were given to them by the by the uh, you know the DNC run Twitter crowd that ran it before Elon Musk took over. You know, and and would decide who is important enough to get the blue check mark and who wasn't. You know, well, and and- I daily check in with Lefty Journalism, and they were all going to go to Mastodon, this other platform. Oh, and- that, I've been seeing that name, Mastodon. I was wondering what the hell it was. Yeah, was it's it- just another app. And uh, Elon was like, "Go, we don't need any more Karens here." And and somebody joked and said, if Elon manages to get all of the Karens on Twitter over on Mastodon, that's the biggest win of the year. <laughs> oh geez so mastodon's gonna be a platform with a bunch of leftists oh please oh just all the all the whiny people oh all they're the so whiny and they're so sad what? why don't they just be very honest and, and come up with a platform with the name karen yeah <laughs> karen <laughs> inc karen inc yes exactly just karen inc exactly well I mean, it's, it's yeah, been the, a very the, sweet over week. trump has been just Incredible. Yeah. Well, and I'm just so excited that it's been so fast. Yeah. You know, it's just been so refreshing to just wham, bam, we're going to just fire everybody and the rest of you can just go. And, you know, I was thinking it would take a couple of months, but it's just really fast and that's made it even more fun. Well, and, you know, Elon has has fired a lot of people because the company was just bloated. So yeah. you, you just like just like Zuckerberg just fired, you know, all those people, like three times as many people as uh as must did because just you, these platforms got these social media platforms got so bloated because they were making so much money so quickly, right? So they just hired everybody. Yeah, like Oprah, you get a job and you get a job, and then they realized that you know these things were just they were costing too much money. Elon Musk comes in and sees the books and sees they're losing four million dollars a day. A day, yeah. I and the way that. you cut down on that is by firing people, right? You have to cut the salaries. Yeah, you know? when they cut when they cut the food, four hundred dollars a meal. $400 a meal, you know, no. no more free lunches, you know, and they go crazy. Why? Like you, got, you guys weren't even using it. You weren't even coming to work. Not only that, these guys make six figures. What do they need free lunch for? They can't buy their own lunch. That's what made it so funny. It's, well, then Facebook's done the same thing. They have those cafeterias, Google, they all do it, right? They have these cafeterias, you know, where they can go and gyms where they can work out. It's amazing to me. Once again, this is like the more money you make, the more privileges you get. It should be the opposite, right? The guy making $15 an hour should get his lunch free. Not the guy making $250,000 a year at a college. I live in Boulder, Colorado, and I was an Uber driver during the years that the new Google campus was being built in the heart of Boulder. And I drove a lot of Google employees. There are people flying in from San Francisco to look for houses And so I'd pick them up at the airport and take them to Boulder. So I talked to a lot of Google employees. And the number one word I would pick to use to describe them is privileged. I mean, privileged with a capital P. Right. That's right. They had a theater troupe inside this building that met after work. And they were producing shows and professionally produced musical theater at Google. It just blew my brains out. The culture, you know. And, um, you know, all power to them. I, I believe in capitalism. I have no mm-hmm. issues with it. But, man, they they were just so privileged. 
Well, uh, but part of capitalism is that there's a downside to that, is that you're going to get fired one day, probably, <laughs> when, new, when a new owner takes over, or, yeah. or like Zuckerberg, when it's the same owner and realizes that he's losing so much money and he can't continue that, that lifestyle anymore, that things are going to change, you know, so, and you have to maybe go out and find a new job. That was another thing that really just astonished me, that, you know, okay, Musk, this is the way corporations work. When you have six, seven million employees, the boss doesn't fly, fire every employee face. Are these people working in the real world? The boss doesn't fire the employees face to face. They have managers who fire. It depends on your division. That's the way it works. And they're like, oh, my God, Elon Musk, he, he told the, engine, the head of engineering to fire engineers. So what? That's the way it works. That's the way it works. That's the, that's the real world, baby. That's the real world. You know, um, my husband worked for Hewlett Packard and he was let go in 2014. And it is traumatic. It is because you just kind of get used to that salary. And so we had to go through the valley of the shadow of debt. And it was painful for two years. But we never took a dollar from the government. And we figured out how to make it work. I worked three jobs. He worked a contracting job. And then we were able to get another co corporate job. But man, you know. The sense of entitlement just never stops. And these kids who all voted for Biden, I'm wondering what they were thinking was going to happen. You know, <laughs> well, you don't think his economic policies are affecting the bottom line of your job. You know, it's time for you to grow up. Well, and uh, well, the young, these young people that, that, that voted for Biden bought his lies. He, they bought the lies that their debt was going to be wiped out and that Roe was going to be codified. And the day after the election, he says, you know, you know, <laughs> sorry, not happening. Psych. Yeah, no, the, stu the like, student it's like they won't learn, though. They'll vote for the Democrat again. They'll vote for Biden again in 24. The student bait loan bait and switch was so yeah. classic. And I know a lot of young people who are so excited about that money. It's like they had won the lottery. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, nope, not not for you. No soup for you. Well, if these young people knew how the Constitution worked, they would know it wasn't legal, right? They exactly. would know it's not the constitutional. They would know the, the Congress controls the money. Right? Ron, you, you sign a contract, that's sacred. You got to pay it back. Well, yeah, if you sign a contract, you sign a contract. I mean, the problem is, and this has been brought many times, mostly just on Fox, and that if you really want to go after, you go after the lending companies, you go after these right. high interest rates. You make well, them and I agree with Brady that there are so many problems with the universities. I, I know that. Oh, tons of problems with universities. First of all, the university system, as I said, is, I'm not saying you don't learn anything. I'm not saying it doesn't have any kind of value, but it, it is a money-making scheme, basically. You know, it really is. And obviously, the, the, the higher the degree was law, doctor, you got to go through four years of this, two years of that, two years of that, and it all costs money, and someone makes money off of it. So it's it's a huge money-making scheme. And, and I think, I think, What's important, I just saw something listed on Facebook, and it was like, you don't have to go to college to make good living. And they posted like 10 different trades, which pay 30 to $70 an hour. And that's true. And that's something that we don't talk about enough, that you don't have to go to college, a traditional college, in order to make a good living. And I think it's kids have been brainwashed into believing. How many times have, have we heard this, especially in the olden days? You don't go to college, you'll be nothing, right? I mean, that's ingrained in a lot of people's minds. You don't go to college, you'll be nothing. It's, but that's not true. That's just not true. In fact, more and more now we're seeing people come out of colleges after spending four years, six years, and being in debt, and they can't get a job, Jenny. I they know. can't get Yeah. 
that 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 field the field that they were in they were going into is no longer hiring you know so then where are you then what are you left doing that's all you know that's all you've learned so it's tough i, I think i think we need to really start being a little more fair with that and saying you know what you want to go to college go ahead but there's no guarantee you'll make good living and there's no there's no reason you can't make a good living by not going to college you know they want the status that comes with those degrees well, yeah, but that's it. It's just status. That's all. It's just saying, there's my degree on the wall. You know, there's my, de- where's your degree? There's my degree. But so who cares, really? You know, and, and what we're seeing a lot in colleges, we know, is left-wing um, indoctrination. That's all. It's just left-wing. It's just professors wanting to push their ideology on the younger generation and carry that ideology along in life. And they pass it on to the next generation. They pass it on to the next generation. So it's kind of like total left-wing indoctrination, you know. And that's the problem. We don't have enough – just like we don't have enough journalists who can put their politics aside and do their job, we don't have enough professors who can put their politics aside and do their jobs. That's, that's, that's the biggest problem. That's the biggest problem. And there should be more oversight when it comes to professors teaching the curriculum the right way, objectively, and not pushing their politics into it. I mean, I've gone to college, and I, I, there are so many professors that pushed their ideology. There were some that didn't, and those are the ones I liked. I think those are the ones that taught me the best. You know, but you could tell right away when there's, a, when there's a lefty who wants to push his or her ideology on you. And you don't really learn the subject very well. You know? Yeah, I went to BYU 30 years ago, and it was pretty. It was the most conservative school, I think. But it's, it's gotten kind of woke in the last couple of years, some of the stories I'm hearing. Yeah, but for my, I've never been to a conservative school, but my understanding of a conservative school is a school that doesn't push left-wing ideology (laughs) that actually teaches the subject. I mean, if you just teach the subject and you don't push political ideology, you're considered conservative. You know, it's just teaching, it's teaching the subject matter. It's being a good teacher. That's that's what you're there for, to teach the subject, whether it's history, whether political science, whether it's math, whether it's whatever it may be. That's your job to teach that subject, not to... Not to um, interject your feelings on Donald Trump, right? Not not to not to not to make sure the class knows how much you're in love with AOC. That's not your job. It's not your I, job. I went back to school right before the second Obama election. Took one class, music class, and I was amazed at how the female professor just managed to get all sorts of political views into a music class. I just sat there marveling. You know, and how it was just woven into the tapestry of this music class. And I thought, boy, you're good with all these these fresh young minds. I was the only middle aged person in the class. And it was it was just heartrending to watch an experience, really. Yeah. And I guess the good the, the good indoctrinators, like you said, do it in a very underhanded way. Right. Where it's, it was very slick. Yeah. Definitely very, very slick. Yeah. Like but, a very uh, way. So that's. Yeah, there's a whole, there's a lot of problems with the education system. And, and another thing is, as I've talked about before, and they do this on purpose, they don't really teach critical thinking. That's the problem we're seeing, where a lot of these supposed intellectuals with degrees in plural on their walls who come on and talk about things, right? who come on and talk about COVID or talk about other things, and they have, they're, 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 they're basically playing to people with no common sense, with no in, ability to think critically. You know, and these people often have no ability to think critically. 
and and that's and that's just it. People just believe what they hear. Like I said earlier in the show, they just they just basically believe what they hear, and that's it. And they don't think about it. They don't say, "Well, can I see? Can I see the evidence? Can I see? Can I see the case studies? Can I see the data?" When do people ever say that? Well, and when you see some evidence right in front of your own eyes, you know, oh, my child just died of sudden infant death, whatever. And there's this disconnect, you know, like I can't really see what just happened here, even though my kid just got five vaccines in one day, you know, and the the correlation does not equal causation crowd. Yeah. is still kind of running, running everything around the vaccines. And it's, you know, so disheartening. I watched a video with Dr. Robert Malone this morning, and he said right now there's an attempt to kind of split all of the doctors who have broken away from the herd. There's an attempt right now to split all of them up. And he said, we're not going to let them do it. We're going to stick together and fight back against the Leviathan. He said the things we've experienced the past three years are just the beginning of what these guys have planned for all of us, you know, World Economic Forum and the others tied into the whole big picture. And he said, we have to stand strong and stand together. He said, if we, if we don't stand together, we're going to hang alone, just like Benjamin Franklin said back in the day. That was, it was a great speech. We're seeing a lot of just watching something about, you know, the, 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 uh, the vaccine passports in a way that's kind of like the beginning of like the health, the, your, your social score, right? Your social credit score. Oh, they're, they're doing it. They, they just proposed it and they're ready to go. Luckily, we have a. I was watching Jim Banks, a congressman from Indiana, saying the Republicans in the House are going to block that kind of stuff from passing. Yeah. Ron DeSantis just came out and said, "All of you guys over in Davos and World Economic Forum making all these big plans for Florid- Floridians, it's not going to happen." And I was like, "That's that's the answer right there." These these uh, these young governors just standing up and saying, "Nope." Well, and, you know, as they try to pass this off, it's going to take a few years. And you, you want that. What I'm saying is you want that guy to be president, right? You want that guy to say, not just you're not going to do it to 21 million people. You're not going to do it to 330 million people because I'm the president of the United States. You see? That, yeah, that, and I that, think yeah. those of us who are in the bigger countries can really help the small countries that may just feel completely under the thumb of the IMF and all these other institutions, you know, that do have them literally by the balls and we're going to tell you what to do. And if, if America can stand strong, then those smaller nations can kind of point to it and say, okay, we're, we're not going to do this either. And, and somehow, you know, the civil disobedience will, will get very, very loud. So I, I, I'm optimistic that we could, we can win. Uh, I think we can win. I think once, once again, you have to pull back that curtain and reveal Oz in a way, right? You have to show people, the machinations of what's going on. You have to show them how, what's exactly what's happening and what's being done to them, you know? And uh, like you said, it's very easy to say things like, well, correlation is in causation. You're, you're all conspiracy theorists. It's Russia, Russia, Russia. And you just say these keywords, like these Pavlovian words. Yeah, that, it's like a bell. Right, it's like a bell that rings to people. And they go, oh, okay, yeah, that's bullshit. Okay, yeah, that's bullshit. And that's it. And they win. You know, so you have to fight that. You really have to fight that. You know, and, well, and they have, it's kind of hard to fight when they take away all of your platforms. Well, that's true. The only true. reason I'm on Colin and Substack is it's it's the last holdout. Well, and, and that's and that's true, and that's why I, I, I cheer on Elon Musk's attempt to make you know Twitter into a real social media platform, a public square, not just left wing propaganda. But oh, I hope he can do it. I hope he can just stand strong. 
but they know the left has these key words. They know work, right? Like like conspiracy theorists, like domestic terrorists, like Russia, 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 like Trump, MAGA. They they know this. They have these words that they can use to just not have to debate, right? Not have to talk about an issue. Not have to really no, get into the it's looking dis- crazy. disinformation. We have the disinformation experts who right. are there to be right. the gatekeepers of knowledge. They're the ones mm-hmm. screaming the loudest on Twitter right now. That's why I've been having such a blast reading their feeds because they can't stand it. Yeah, the, 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 like, yeah, 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 exactly, <laughs> exactly. But these are all focus group tested words, right? These are yeah. all focus group tested terminology that they'll use on focus groups. They'll, 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 they'll get a focus group together. They'll say, when we say these words, how do you respond, right? And they'll, they'll put the button. Bleh, bleh. They'll say, disinformation, yeah, great, works. You know, MAGA, oh, great, that works. You know, they know it. <laughs> you know, they know it. So this is really fighting all this noise and fighting this this propaganda from these people. That well, uh, Ben Collins from NBC News, he was all, all right, I'm leaving Twitter. I'm gone. Goodbye. One of these guys who came coming back, tail between his legs, he got heckled so bad. Mm-hmm. It was just hilarious. He's like, well, well it's not going to fall the way we thought, but uh, but maybe it will. And <laughs> it was well, just cracking me up. And well, I was talking about CBS News, and then just all of a sudden discovering something called Hunter Biden. But right, uh, right, but right. That's see, why, was it CBS? That's why I who, into the show. Yeah, <laughs> was it CBS who just like didn't they just like say a couple of days ago they're leaving Twitter and they came back right away? It wasn't even like twenty four hours. <laughs> That's what made it so funny. Yeah, they they, like, they were monitoring the situation. What situation? Yeah, we're going to monitor and make sure everything's safe. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, okay, yeah, we're back. <laughs> the memes, the memes around just that were the funniest memes out there. I make movies every day of all the memes and the news clips, and I put them on my Substack. And the the memes around just CBS News were so funny. What's your Substack? It's a uh, healthyfamilies.substack. Healthy, that's easy. Healthyfamilies.substack. Substack is really becoming the place to go for like real news, isn't it? Well, it's wonderful because as a content creator, I'm able to earn a few bucks, get get a following. On my WordPress blog, you know, I was paying them to host my content. Right. So it's it's wonderful to just make a little bit of money. And now that Elon's talking about monetizing yes. people who, people like me on Twitter, you know, with right. video, I make videos. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really excited that this will be a real income for me because when mm-hmm. people are able to see my movies, they really like them. So. I'll check it out. Healthy families. The subsec. I, I like, I love Grant, you know, Glenn Greenwald. I talk about him. Oh, more. I do too. Matt Taibbi. Yeah. If you just click on my, um, you know, my face here on Colin, mm-hmm. there's, there's a link. to. Oh, excellent. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. I'll, I'll I'm check. actually uploading my movie today. See if it's done. Should yeah. be, oh, it is done. All right. I'm going to go live with this right now. Yeah. So you post your, you post little videos you make basically. Yeah, what I do is I get the kind of news clips of the day that I think are relevant and the most important. And those are generally just real news, you know, like the Dr. Malone clip I just mentioned, it's in there. And then um, I get the funniest memes and I marry them to classic rock. Like the songs for today are all Aerosmith. Mm. And so as you're watching the memes, it just kind of makes it more entertaining to just have some good, good music playing. And so, and I've done this for years, but I, I do one almost every day. And it's a, a nice way for me to still create content and get it out there, even though it's limited. 
you know, not feel like I'm completely shut down because I've been canceled off Facebook like seven times. I've had my YouTube pulled four or five times. I mean, it's just been crazy. That's, so. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's tough because unless you have and I think uh, people have talked about this, have your own hosting platform, right? Basically your own website your own hosting platform, it's tough because they, they control the game, right? I mean, Facebook controls the game and YouTube controls the game. And so well, that's the problem. When even Google is shutting you down. Yeah, you know? Google, Google could shut you down. They could shut your website down. That's true. I actually got proof of that. And I went and tried to find some advertising. Um, and so I went to check my analytics with Google. And it said that I had zero engagement which was an absolute lie and no clicks, you know? And so this is what the whole advertising world was seeing about my personal blog. I was getting thousands of hits, you know, and to have them be able to just tell a bald faced lie about my engagement was so maddening. Right. I just put a link to my most recent video in your chat. So you just click over there. If you want to listen to some good Aerosmith and see the news of the day. Thanks I for letting me. Thanks for letting me plug that. I'm so passionate about my work because I feel like I tell the stories that the media just won't even touch. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's why I started this you know, podcast a year ago and I've been doing, I guess, cold enough for the last six months or so, because it's like, this is a, it's a way for me to get, you know, things off my chest and it's kind of, you know, cathartic that way. But it's, it's, it's also, um, it's, it's a, it's a platform that I can do my thing, you know, and say what I want and do what I want. And it's not like I'm beholden to anybody or someone's telling me, oh, you can't say that. No, no, you can't say that word. You can't talk about this. So that's, that's the great thing. I think that's what a lot of people are looking for now, you know, uh, absolutely that are safe, 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 you're safe for free speech. How sad is that? How sad is that we have to go searching for platforms in this country that is safe for free speech. It's really sad. Well, in the first, first place I was canceled was Reddit which is supposed to be the front page of the internet. You know, mm -hmm. this is, this is the main space. And I was so hurt by that because I, I loved Reddit. And then it was like dominoes falling. And it, I swear it was because of my views on drugs and vaccines. Cause I was always pounding that for years, you know, talking about how problematic these things are. And that's what gets you canceled the most. And then I was providing workarounds to young families. Hey, if they're poisoning all the food, well, let's, let's go ahead and buy our food directly from the farmers. Just go ahead and buy your grains and beans directly from the farmers. And we cook from scratch and bypass all big food because big food is so toxic. And then, you know, I talked about all kinds of things related to health, but, you know, it's been quite a ride. Well, it, I, as you talk to me, I'm reading Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s, and he runs that He's childrenshealthdefense.org. And he said that yeah, a federal, he's such a hero. Yeah, federal court has ruled that Fauci and other government officials must testify under oath about whether they colluded with big tech to censor certain users as we talk to certain and they we and viewpoints. We know they did. I mean there's there's proof of that. We have emails of him in the White House contacting uh the people at Twitter saying, Please take this down. You know, in fact there was someone who was just doing a parody of Dr. Fauci and Fauci wanted Twitter to take it down. You know, so we know, we know this happened. We know this happened. There's no doubt well, that it was collusion from day one. Rand Paul said if they had won the Senate, that he was going to, you know, make Fauci testify. I personally think a lawsuit or a judge saying it is more important. So, 
It I is. And the House, I was make, glad to see that the House will make them testify. They'll have to testify in front of the House. They're going to they're going to have committees on that's going to be it's going to focus on him because a lot of it's going to be about the origins of COVID. Yes. And we starting. all know where the origins are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And how much did Fauci have to do with that playing around in Wuhan? He funded it all. Taxpayer yeah. funded. Right. Exactly. You know, so that's but so it, once again, it's the healthy families dot substack dot com. And that's Jenny. Jenny Hatch. That's your name. Yes. Thank you so much. And go, I want to see you back on Twitter. Get back on Twitter. Just... Oh, I do, too. The okay. second I'm there, I'm going to start yelling hard. <laughs> uh, Jenny, thanks for the call. I appreciate Thank you. it. Thanks. Bye. OK. Uh, who, who are we going to? Daniel. Hey, Mike. How are you? I'm okay. <clears throat> Got a little bit of a scratchy throat still. It's pretty pretty much gone. Um, my first symptoms in three years of any type. Um, <clears throat> um, did you oh, see? Get some of that memory juice that that he was that that uh, Brady was talking about. Can you repeat that? Get some of that berry juice that Brady was talking about. Uh, no, nah, I think I'll pass. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm not very excited about that. <laughs> okay. Not very hopeful that that's going to help me out. Yeah. Um, uh, really, really enjoyed listening to Jenny on a number of topics. Um, did, did you hear today about, uh, you know, uh, Jenna Nunes and, and uh, Laura Powell's case, among others, the, the two main attorneys that I know on, on the, on the, uh, on, on the suit. But there are many others um, actually far more important than 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 them. Um, but there's it's the suit which is going to depose Fauci and a number of others. Um, the Fauci and uh, what's her name, um, Peppermint Patty, the old um, 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 White House uh, correspondent. Um, uh, God, what's her name? Saki. Saki. Um, yeah, they're both trying to. So Saki's getting deposed as well. So they're both trying to have this quashed. And uh, the judge today said, "Nope, sorry, <laughs> you're going to get deposed." Oh, that's great news. That's great yeah, news. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's probably their last ditch effort on that. Is is the way I am reading it? I, I hope that's the case because um, I'd really like to see um, those uh, sobs. Um, yeah, hauled in, hauled in front of a uh, part of our government that can actually um, hold them accountable for for what they've been doing. Right now, um, uh, private private individuals haven't been holding. Well, some of us have been trying, but the numbers just aren't there to hold them accountable yet. Um, they will be. Um, but um, yeah, it'd be it'd be great if uh, the judicial branch of our government can can um, can hold up our constitution because there's a number of constitutional infringements that has have happened, uh, including free speech, uh, insults on our bodily autonomy, etc. Um, it'd be great if the uh, the court does um, uh, see its way clear back to the constitution on these matters. Um, and yeah, so so great news for it looks like great news for today. It looks like um, the reckoning, at least on the judicial branch, could could be coming well it, it, there, there, there will be a reckoning i mean and, and look what we're seeing now is, is it is the, is the childhood disease that's going around is that rsv do i have that right or is it something yeah something? respiratory syncytial virus okay it's, so it's a ubiquitous thing you need to know about this it's, it's everywhere it's a common it's a common virus that causes 
um, colds, just like rhinovirus does, um, and the 200 other plus various strains yeah. that cause a virus. But it's it's ubiquitous. It's absolutely everywhere. You can't avoid it. There's no avoiding the the, 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 the virus whatsoever. Um, but go ahead. What was your question? Or, or no, I was going to say, but they, they, they're not considering that this, this uptick, this explosion that they're talking about might have something to do with a lot of these kids not being able to have their immune systems work the way they're supposed to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, how often you should have your immune system challenged um, is a very complex um, question. And it's something that I find very interesting. And it, it depends on a number of things. It depends on how long the uh, immunity for that particular pathogen lasts, whether it's a virus or, or a um, bacteria or a parasite or whatever. It depends on, you know, how long your immunity lasts. It depends on the prevalence of that pathogen in the environment. It depends on the severity of the disease once you get it. It depends on I could probably name a list of 10 different things. So it's really complicated to try to figure out. Um, it, it depends on how good your immunity is. For example, once you, once you um, do have active immunity, adaptive immunity. Um, so it's a really complicated question to, to, to answer. How often should one be challenged by a, a pathogen in order to maintain a healthy state? But it's, it's undisputed that that is what we need. We need to be challenged periodically. And roughly speaking, one would need to be challenged before the immunity that you have wings. Um, and, and because if you wait longer, you're just going to get more severe disease. On the other hand, if any particular challenge, any one challenge is sure to kill you, then you never want to get exposed. So there's a balance between all these factors about how, which determine how often you should, should be exposed. And that's exactly what happened over the last few years. Kids were out of school. They weren't getting the exposure that they need. And that is the thing that these simpletons just do not seem to understand. They need to have exposure to pathogens or they have what is commonly referred to as immunity debt in, in, uh, in uh, social media these days. And they pretend like immunity debt isn't a real thing. Immunity debt is basically the basis for why you get a booster. You get a booster because your immunity wanes. You can be either boosted by a, a, uh, a challenge from the environment or by a challenge from a hypodermic needle. Um, to, to, to this, these people that, that, that are downplaying immunity debt, it's really self-defeating when it comes to their level boosters. Um, so, so, yeah, this, is, this was all predictable from the very beginning that if you lock people down, if you keep people separate, and that's like the only things you really can do to um, – to, um, uh, decrease the transmission of a uh, of a virus like this is to isolate people, but that causes severe severe damage to a society and to individuals. And although it's effective, it's effective at fucking up the world. And and that's exactly what we what happened to our world. Um, and it didn't take much time. We we you know we only really really locked down for, for, for you know from from my perspective. I wasn't able to go in my lab for for six months. Um, I was out doing everything else that I could possibly do. So right. showing how effective their, their lockdown was for me. But, you know, school kids were, were out of school for, for, you know, 18 months and some longer in California. And yeah, so they weren't getting periodically challenged, especially something like RSV, which is everywhere all the time. They need to be challenged by it every single, you know, probably you know, if I was going to take a guess, they need to be challenged by somebody with RSV once a month. That they need to have exposure slash infection well, in, order for, in order for them not to, to get severely sick. And when they were allowed to go back to school, they had to wear masks. 
you know, so, which 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 do nothing anyway. So. Right, right. <laughs> which do nothing anyway. But also, it, the the fact of the matter is, we know they do nothing. Of course, they do nothing. But the fact of the matter is, is that I think it was worse in a way because what they, while the masks themselves did nothing, what the kids did with those masks false confidence. Well, and, and what the kids did with those masks were, you know, where they they would put germs. They would they would take them off. They'd rub them on the floor. Step on them, put them back on their face again, put all their dirty hands on the mask, put it back well, on. There's something to be said for the fact that a, a, any filter, anything that filters a virus is also going to be a concentrator of that of course. virus. Yeah. It's going to concentrate the virus on the filter surface. So once you touch the filter surface, you now have got this concentrated density of viruses that when you go and you touch another object or something or touch another kid's face or their mouth, you know, kids are always sticking their hands in other people's, especially young kids, sticking their hands in other people's mouths. I mean, right. then you've got you've got a perfect vector for transmitting this disease of course. or any disease. These, these, these morons treated these kids as though they were like professionals, like they were nurses and doctors and knew how to wear those masks. And the it's, it's, doctors have to wear them as long as the kids have to wear them. You know, on the day. Yeah, there's a. It, it, this is basically a. I'm not going to say it's a product of our education system because I think it's. I think it's more. Um, um, it more has to do with the protoplasm that we're dealing with here. But protoplasm, I mean, the basic biology as far as intelligence and stuff of any given individual. And there's a lot of people they 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 have this weird. Um, They'll hear that that something increases or decreases a thing, and then they think, oh, that thing is bad. Therefore, we have to decrease it by doing this thing. Right. No, that's not. The, that's that's only if you're focusing on that one thing. Is that the only, and only if that one thing is the only thing that's important? Should, should, is is that what you should be doing? But most problems in life are far more complicated. Where, where they have rate equations. If you're looking at you know the, the rate of, of propagation of a virus, transmission of a virus, and rate of infection, whatever, or you're looking at you know the rate of 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 uh, test scores going up in school or you're looking at the rate of, uh, of distributing money uh, equitably above your side or whatever. It's got lots of components with lots of different things that determine the rates. And these people, they glom onto this one idea about one part of a mechanism that is that is just a, a single part of a much larger mechanism and they say increase good, decrease bad. And, right. and, that's, exactly. and that's as deep as their thinking goes. Yeah, exactly. It's that's it's insane, but it's like it's not a coincidence that these kinds of things are exploding now after after two or three years of these ridiculous COVID regulations and mandates. I mean, they don't they don't put two and two together. Like, was it just a coincidence that all this is happening now? It's just a coincidence that after two or three years of these ridiculous COVID mandates and regulations, which harm so many people and which as you and i have talked about has caused more problems to people's immune systems and especially young people's immune systems they're like oh there's no there's no correlation there as to what is causing all this is what's causing a bad flu season what's causing rsvp what's what's now causing so-called hospitals to be overwhelmed again with all these patients and all these things they don't they they don't see that they've done this to people that it, it's just, it was magic. It was magic, Mike. You're magic, Mike. It was magic, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's insane. It really is. They don't see that. Of course, they won't see that. They'll never admit it. That what they've done, what they did for three years has caused this to happen. What yeah. Not, not only will they not see it, it was all totally predictable so that anyone right. that, was, that, was, that was moderately biologically literate 
could could have seen it. Right, and we we talked about this in the beginning. We talked about this in the beginning, us conspiracy, yeah. us, us crazy conspiracy theorists, that this was going to happen, that people were going to have more problems in the future because of a weakened immune systems, because their immune systems were not allowed to to come out for two years. We talked yep. about this. Yep, yep, and we talked. We talked about even if masks, even if masks were effective, a, a bit. Um, you still wouldn't want to wear them because it's the very same rate equation I was talking about before and, and, the, and the various uh, parameters that determine how the dynamics of the system function. You need to be exposed. So if, if you aren't exposed, if masks were to decrease your exposure, you're only going to pay back later. It's pay me now or pay me later. And the game that you want to play is that when you pay, you pay in a less severe way. And that's what, you know, if you were to write down uh, equations that are modeling the dynamics of infection and and trying to compute the um, the optimal time at which one should be challenged with a pathogen, you know that's you would get an optimal time, and and you should try to adhere to that. You shouldn't try be trying to avoid it. You shouldn't be trying to to decrease it or increase it. You should stick to that optimal time. Right. Absolutely. Yes. And it would be great if we had programs that could we could plug in and um, and put in your specific uh, situations. Maybe you've got an autoimmune disorder or something, and you could check that off on a box. Maybe you've got whatever immunocompromising. Maybe you've got diabetes. Um, you could check that off on a box, and it would tell you how often you need to be exposed. Yeah. Just for the sake of educating the germaphobes in this, in this world, it, it, it's not going to improve health one bit if we had that available, I don't think. But just for the sake of educating the germaphobes that are out there thinking transmission bad that must decrease. No, that's not the whole picture. You have to be exposed. You have to be. Yeah. Well, you know, we, like I said. We talked about this three years ago. We said this was going to happen, and we were right about this, too. We were right about this, too. I can't, I can't list all the things we were right about. I can't find the sheet of paper long enough to list all the things we were right about. But we were right about this happening also. So, It's just what's amazing about it is that you, you, you graduated from college, right? At least you went to college for a while, right? Yeah, no, I, I check up. You know, when you when you fill out a form and it says some college, no degree, two yeah. degrees, twenty degrees. I, I I always check off some college, a college but no degree. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so it's 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 weird for me. it's really weird for me um, to be listening to some people that have advanced degrees. Um, PhDs are working on their PhDs, work with a lot of graduate students. Um, talk about things like SARS-CoV-2 and what's happened over the last year in such grossly simplistic ways. And, and then on the other hand, I talk to people like yourself who doesn't have a, a degree in science. And, and, you, and from the beginning, you've seen, you've had an innate sense. Um, you caught common sense. I don't like that term, but you've had an innate sense of the things that must be balanced. And it's just the whole thing that we are learning so much about individuals and the people around us and um, what they're capable of doing out of ignorance um, for good or evil. And that has been one of the biggest lessons to me over these last few years. But to just see how how people that 
that should ostensibly be able to think a little bit more nuanced and a little bit more comp complex about these problems just revert to these really simple meme-like considerations to to complex com complicated you know dynamics it's just it's just bizarre hey, daniel how about the term uncommon sense um well yeah that's more that's actually what we need is more uncommon sense right that that should be the actual term right uncommon yeah. not yeah. common because not many yeah. people have it so it's uncommon exactly exactly <laughs> people some people are um, really good at, at at intuiting complex situations in some, to some degree because of past experiences that they may have had with similar situations or just because they're good at it. Um, but other people, um, even even if they're well-educated, can be very, very bad at it. That's right. Exactly. No doubt about it. Daniel, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yep. Have a good night. Okay. Have a good night. Um as Daniel walks, I can tell you, I can tell you he's walking up and down the hills. Um, that's, we, there was one nice thing about being out of San Francisco for a while. No hills. Everything's flat. It's so much easier to walk. Although there is a problem. I have to call Ron DeSantis. Um, or maybe he's listening to the show. We'll listen to the replay of the show. But, you know, I'm in downtown. I, you know, I, I mean, like, you know, downtown areas, like downtown Fort Lauderdale and so on and so forth. You're like in the middle of downtown areas here in Florida, and half the streets have no sidewalks. I know people don't walk here. I know they all drive like L.A. L.A. is the same thing. I get it. There are a lot of places that don't have sidewalks. But come on, Ronnie, get on it. Get the side, at least in the downtown areas. Get the fucking sidewalks. I mean, half the you're on one side of the street, then you got to cross over to the other side of the street because the sidewalk ends, and you got to go on the other side of the street because the sidewalk's ending. Come on, I don't want to walk on people's lawns. I don't want to walk on grass and mud, and it's raining. So then there's like dirt and puddles and come on, Ronnie, Ronnie boy, let's go, Ronnie boy. I'm sure you'd appreciate me calling him Ronnie boy. That that'll that'll help the situation. But no, I mean I think I, th I really think we need sidewalks. We need sidewalks. It's 2023. Let's let's get sidewalks going. Especially with the gas prices now, right? People can't even afford to drive anymore. They have to walk. So a pet peeve here. My pet peeve in Florida. Yeah, I like most of it. I like almost everything here, but get those sidewalks on these streets so people can walk. Um, a new poll came out. A new poll came out. Colin, the Colin logo. Someone came, someone named Colin. Is that David Sachs? David, is that you? Anyway, uh, I see a Colin logo here. Anyway, a new poll, and it just left. You see, I just, I just fucked it up. Anyway, the new poll. Should the House investigate the Hunter Biden laptop? Um, yes, 65%, no, 35%. Okay. Should the origins of COVID, should oh, investigate the origins of COVID virus? Yes, 71%, no, 29%. Uh, and the January 6th committee, yes, 62%, no, 38%. So in every case, two out of three to three out of four people polled want Hunter Biden investigated. They want COVID investigated, and they no longer want January 6th investigated. Is that is that clear enough? What was that COVID logo? What was that call-in logo that just came on here? Does anybody know what that? Is that like an official call-in? What was that? Like the, is that the call-in monitor that came on here? What was that? That was very bizarre. It's the first time, the first time I saw the call-in logo on here. Maybe anyone can have that, right? I could probably just change my name to call-in and put the call-in logo on there. Um... Let's see. Uh, so that was one poll I wanted to talk about. Um, 
I think it's obvious what the oh here if if you're on Twitter if you're allowed on Twitter and you follow someone named Cat Turd Cat Turd is very popular on Twitter. Um, I, this is very funny. Liberals on Twitter after Trump was banned, bitter, miserable, hateful. When Trump was reinstated, bitter, miserable, hateful. Before Elon Musk owned Twitter, bitter, miserable, hateful. After Elon Musk owned Twitter, bitter, miserable, hateful. That's <laughs> pretty. That's pretty funny and totally true. One hundred percent true. Yes, a lot of thumbs up for that. Um, Vinay, another another person on Twitter, Vinay Prasad, a real MD also in San Francisco, actually, I have finally seen it all. A fit person wearing an N95 mask in a 200-degree sauna. Now, he writes the death of common sense. I guess he could write the death of uncommon sense. But that's it. That's true right there. A fit person wearing an N95 mask in a 200-degree sauna. You know, someone put up a video, I'd like to find it again, of all this craziness that happened over the last three years. And there was a video, and one 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 that was a a, sh- a a scene of a kid, a young kid, like fifteen years old, in a pool underwater with a mask on, like a cloth mask. And he comes up from under the water, and he, his cloth mask is soaked with water. Now, <laughs> the nutty shit that people. I wish I could put it in the past, but as Vinay Prasad just said, he just saw it now. So it's not in the past. It's it's still current. If they fucked up people so much, and we talked about this two, three years ago. We said this would be going on forever. People said, oh, you're crazy. You won't go on forever. It's going to go on forever. They fucked people up so badly that they're going to do this nutty shit forever. Forever. Oh, boy. Um, I guess we could talk more later in the week about Jack Smith. Jack Smith. I'm not too sure about Jack Smith. Uh, I think, I think that Dan, Daniel, do you want to come back on again? Or is your is your app going crazy? I think your app is probably going crazy, but maybe you want to come back on again. Um, if you think your day sucks, imagine being a leftist with Trump's arrangement system has been obsessively checking a Twitter page for a leftist just waiting. Yeah, exactly. The leftists say they hate Trump, but then they love Trump, right? They cannot wait for him to tweet. They say they don't want him back. It's disgusting that he's back. And then they can't wait for him to tweet. They can't wait. They cannot wait for it to happen. Because they, they're obsessed with him. Their, their whole life is about Donald Trump. Donald Trump, there are two things that have taken over the lives of the left. And that's COVID and Trump. And they cannot live without either of them. They need, they need COVID and they need Trump. They need Trump forever and they need COVID forever. I don't know what these people did before Trump and COVID. Did these people actually exist? Were they humans? Were they were they were they actual living organisms before Trump and COVID? I have trouble believing that because they seem to need Trump and COVID so much. It's everything to them. It's everything in their life. Trump and COVID. It's, it's really amazing how, how empty their lives must be that they need Trump and COVID to fill the void, but they certainly do. Oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, uh, Matt Taibbi says, the New York Times says America doesn't deserve Donald Trump, but the Times sure does, especially after winning a Pulitzer for a story botched across years, and that was the Russia stuff. 
Everything was Russia, Russia, Russia with the New York Times. Remember, they, how do you win a Pulitzer? This is how, once again, we talk about the education system. We talk about degrees and what things mean and what they don't mean. What does the Pulitzer mean? How do you win a Pulitzer for a fake story? They want a Pulitzer for, for a fake news story? Is it, is it the Pulitzer for fake news? Are they, are they have the category now? Pulitzer for fake news? Oy, oy, oy. It's sick out there, and it's getting sicker. Yeah. There's actually a lot going on. We can't fit it all in today's show. We'll spread it out throughout the week, except for Thursday, because that's Thanksgiving. Um, but we have, you know, Al Sharpton out there. You know, Al Sharpton has been a, a, a shyster for a very long time. He's, he's a professional. This is something you call, you don't learn this in college, professional shyster. Professional grifter. Professional grifter is even better. Um, he's been a professional grifter. You see, you don't have to go to college to make a lot of money. You don't. You can be a professional grifter, like Al Sharpton. You don't. You don't. There's nothing to teach about it. Nothing to learn. You do it by just walking the streets of Harlem as a young man, and you work your way up that way. Um, but you quickly leave Harlem once you start making money. Um, and uh, he uh, has said that Eric Adams should not be blamed. We can't blame Eric Adams. You can't blame the mayor of the city for the increase in crime, because that's what they did with David Dinkins. They blamed David Dinkins. Democrats, Republicans blamed David Dinkins, and the Democrats jumped on board, or the opposite way around. Like Sharpie was saying the Democrats would start, would start blaming David Dinkins, and the Republicans would jump on board, and they'd take over that, and then the Republican would win. Oh, God forbid. What happened? It's amazing. You have a guy like Al Sharpton, a people's memories that short, where he could say that, you don't want a Republican taking over when, when crime is bad. What happened the last time crime was bad in New York and Republicans took over? Crime went down. When Rudy Giuliani ended crime in New York, he made New York a lot of things I don't like about Rudy, including his, you know, his hair gel running down his face. But it's, it's, he, he took New York, which was crime-ridden, and he helped make it not crime-ridden. That's what he did. Okay, He made New York to a very safe, big city. So what is Al trying to say? Don't, you don't want that to happen again? You don't want to see this is Al Sharp is all about protecting his own brand and the Democratic brand. He does not care. He does not care. You blame the person, no matter what their party is, Al. It doesn't matter what the party is. If you're the mayor of a city and crime is through the roof and you're not doing anything about it, you're not helping the situation. You go. It does not matter. And the problem with New Yorkers is that the, the, the cult of Democrat dominates everything. So they have one Democrat jerk, de Blasio, the Tower of Jelly. Crime goes up through the roof while he's mayor, and they elect another Democrat. And people tell them, wait a minute, wait a minute, think about that, think about that. This has been a Democrat. Democrat, no, no, doesn't, doesn't, this, this, this is a better Democrat. This guy is a better, Eric Adams is a, is a better Democrat. He's black, and he was a cop, and he'll be better. And it's gotten worse. He's been mayor for about a year now, and it's gotten worse under him than de Blasio. People cannot believe it. People could, wouldn't think crime could get worse than it was on the Bill de Blasio, but it has. But New Yorkers won't learn. Or Dan Bongino made this case, not just for New York, but the country. Sometimes things have to get really bad. Giuliani, the first time he ran against uh, Dinkins, crime was getting bad. He lost by like three points, but it wasn't bad enough. Enough people didn't feel it yet for things to really change. Then four years later, crime got even worse, and Giuliani won by three. So he had a six-point swing because then people felt, you know what? 
it's bad enough where I'm going to, I'm going to vote for a Republican. And that's what has to happen again, not only in New York City, but the country. Things have to get so bad. I know most of us out there with uncommon sense think, come on, people, how much worse can it get? But it can, and it will, and then they'll change. But according to Al Sharpton, you can't blame a Democrat. God forbid, God forbid we should blame a Democrat. Can't have a Republican as mayor in New York City. I have, I, I, I know people who, who hate Trump as president, but think he might work for mayor of New York because his personality works in New York and he would really crack down on crime. And they're so concerned with crime that they would actually, I know people who would vote for Trump, not for president, never, but for mayor of New York City, they would do it. That's how bad crime is in New York now. It's, it's really bad. It's awful. You cannot, people are afraid to go out. Al Sharpton's not afraid to, Al Sharpton doesn't ride the subway. Sharpie doesn't ride the subway. Sharpie Sharpton doesn't ride the subway, hasn't ride, hasn't ridden the subway, probably hasn't rode the subway probably three or four decades at least, okay? He takes limousines everywhere. He's got his own private plane. Why does a, hey, why does a reverend need his own private plane? He's got his own private plane. Yet he'll tell you about Green New Deal economics and, and the Green New Deal way and, 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 and not uh, polluting the environment as his own private jet, like, like most Democrats who talk the same way. Do as I say, not as I do. You underlings, you do as I say. Well, you know, to, to Al Sharpton, you're the underlings that have to deal with crime. He doesn't have to deal with crime. He's got bodyguards. He's got limousines. He's got private jets. Yet the morons in New York who think Al Sharpton cares about them will listen to him. Just like the morons in South Carolina believe that Jim Clyburn care about them and they listen to him when he endorses someone like Biden over Bernie Sanders or Hillary Clinton over Bernie Sanders. They listen because he, he, who's loaded, who's a millionaire, feels their pain, really cares about them, knows it's in their best interest. These people buy it. I got in trouble for saying that people in South Carolina were low-information voters. How about this? They're just dumb. Is that better? The same with the people of New York City. You deserve what you get. You deserve what you get. Period. You, you, you don't vote in your best interest. You're not going to get... You, you're going to have to deal with crime. You're going to have to deal with all this crap. You have to deal with inflation. You have to deal with high gas prices. And, and I don't want to hear you complain about it. So there's another shooting. I'll, I guess I'll end on this. Not exactly a happy note. There's another shooting in in a mass shooting in a in a Colorado Springs gay club. Five people were killed, and right away, right away, the the left reflex. Right, what did, what did they say right away? Assault weapons ban. Assault. Has anyone noticed that a lot of the mass shootings happen in Colorado? starting with the big one, right? Columbine. What is, Colorado's like a deep blue city. In fact, Colorado, they won almost every congressional district was run by was won by a Democrat. Jared Polis, their Democrat governor, won re-election easily. Colorado is a deep blue state with deep blue cities like Denver. Why are there so many mass shootings there? I don't understand. Like, you'd think this would happen in Republican areas, right? With no crime, with no gun control. Why does it always happen in the cities and states with the most gun control, the ones run by Democrats? Why is that? So they want a, a assault weapons ban, okay? Because, as usual, someone who wants to kill people is going to listen to that rule. Is not going to be able to get one. It'll be impossible, impossible to get one. And of course, since it's against the law, they 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 won't break the law, right? How stupid is the left? How stupid are they? I mean, how how dumb?
How dumb. Now, of course, what they won't talk about is the person who did this horrible shooting threatened to kill his mother a few years ago. All right? They had to bring in the bomb squad. And the DA said, nah, that's all right. Let him go. So once again, it is the, it is the, it is the weak need, lily-livered left DAs that are causing these problems. Not gun laws. Because criminals don't listen to gun laws. Does that make sense to the left? Does that make sense? Criminals don't listen to laws. Does that, does that, does that penetrate? Those with no uncommon sense? But once again, you have these DAs who let these people off. If Once again, if DAs didn't let these people off, these people at least would not be committing these crimes. We don't know if other people, but we know these people would not be committing these crimes. And we're seeing it over and over and over and over again. So the problem is the leftist DAs, the George Soros-backed DAs, that criminal justice system. That's the problem. Not gun control. But they don't want to talk about that, the left. They want their reflexive, vote-getting, bullshit wedge issue. That they can use forever. That's what they want. They don't want to talk about DAs. They don't want to talk about Democrat DAs, left DAs. They that they don't want to go there, even though that is, of course, the actual the actual problem. <sighs> and then there's that crazy thing in uh, Idaho. I don't know. I guess we can do a show on that. But what's there to talk about? I mean, it's very weird. I mean, it's very weird. Nine days now. And they don't even know who did that thing with the with the, the stabbings of the four kids. Um, it seems very odd. It seems like to me, I, I don't like to be this big city elitist. You know, in fact, I, you know, I hate those people. But it would seem to me that if this happened in a place like New York, they'd have this person already. It seems like it's kind of like, you know, like Barney Fife out there. And, I'm, and luckily the FBI has come in and all that. But I, I cannot believe that someone stabs four people, which is twice as many as O.J., leaves all this blood, all this evidence, all this DNA, and a week and a half later, and they have no clue. They have no suspect in Idaho. How many people live in Idaho? How many people live in Moscow, Idaho? I, I don't. It, it seems no one saw anything. No one knows anything. I mean, four people are getting stabbed in the house, and two people in that house don't know what's happening. I get it. They were probably out late. They were probably drunk. They just fall asleep. Deep sleep, I guess, is possible. To me, seems I, I, I don't know. I hear a, I hear a creak in my apartment, and I wake up. So I, I, I can't, you know, I'm a light sleeper though. It's just there's just so many weird things with that. I mean, just just things that just don't like add up. Things don't add up. Uh, kind of like Paul Pelosi, right? Things don't add up at all. Um, and let's see if there's anything else I wanted to touch on. Before I go, no, I think that's it. I think that's it. So once again, I want to remind you that starting tomorrow night, we're back to our old hours. Uh, so it'll be 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern. Um, and Thursday is Thanksgiving, so there will be no show. Uh, and I'll try to be on time tomorrow night. I'm, I'm actually flying back tomorrow. I'm flying back to San Francisco tomorrow. So depending on how late I get in and how that flight goes, I, hopefully the show will air on time. It'll, I'll try to air as close as possible to 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern. And we'll talk more about whatever uh, whatever's happening, whatever's out there, whatever's on your mind, and, of course, whatever's on my mind. Uh, oh, leave you with one thing. Election Day was nearly two weeks ago, and California still hasn't counted all of its votes. <laughs>
That's another thing Gavin Newsom can try to sell to the country when he runs for president. Elections everywhere, just like California. Two weeks, and we, we still have half the votes out. <sighs> anyway, this show is in Let's Be Heard. I'm Mike Chopoli. Thank you for listening, and I will see you right back here.